Welcome to the T2 Hubcast. Join Martin, Dave, Spencer and guests as they discuss all things personal and professional development. The T2 Hubcast, brought to you by the People Performance People. So welcome back to the T2 Hubcast with me, Martin Johnson and... Dave Pendleton. Dave. Hello, sir. Hola. You okay? I'm very well, thank you. And you? We're good, aren't we? We're good. We're sat in the Hubcast room. It's a warm day. We don't have air conditioning here, so we've opened the window. So if you hear the odd engine driving by outside <laughs> or or something like that, just bear with us. But we just we were literally sweltering, so we've had to get a bit of airflow into the Hubcast room. I don't think it'll disrupt uh, too much, so hopefully, fingers crossed. So, Dave, we're going to talk about customer service. We are indeed. Because we don't do it enough. We don't, and it's very close to my heart. We get bogged down, not bogged down, we we become consumed with leadership and management stuff and Mm. sales Mm. stuff, and we we get a lot of the personal development uh, requests coming in. And we do do a lot of customer service, but it would be fair to say, and let's make a statement here, would it be fair to say that organizations seem to have it somewhat down the pecking order in terms of training and development priorities and budgets then let's say leadership or sales. Would you say it's the the lonely youngest step sibling to leadership and sales? I think it. I think it probably is. Um, I don't know. I, I would. I would question whether sales gets as much attention as as it should as well. I think what you tend to find with with customer service and salespeople is when they first join an organisation, they're given a level of training somewhere through their induction process or after induction process finishes and they go on, on on a customer service day or two days. Uh, and then we just kind of expect people to be able to be good at customer service. Mm. And you know from sales training, there is a very similar thing in place in lots of businesses. We come across those people on sales on our sales training days all the time. Yeah. And I think that's backed up in the stats and, and, and what we see in our own business. You know, by far the highest level of spend on development is leadership yeah, and management. Is. I think by almost double, you know, the amount. Um, I'd say sales is is higher than customer service. Sales is, a, it, like you say, whether it's enough or not is a different question. Mm. Sales is certainly thought of as as, as, a, as a key area for training. Uh, and I do think customer service is somewhat uh, neglected. It's I a agree. bit of an afterthought. Yeah. It's like, well, unless we have a problem with it, mm. we don't really need to invest heavily into it. We'll do a lot of it in-house. You know? The difficult thing there is, of course, most businesses don't have any Customer service KPIs. Exactly. So yeah. how do they know if they've got a problem with it or not? <laughs> so this is why we live and breathe um, customer service here at T2 as much as the other areas that we focus on. And I guess I always like to get you as our lead consultant who focuses on and delivers the customer service training at Trans2. I always like to get you in and pick your brain. So what's today's agenda, Dave? We've done some stuff in the past, but what, what should we talk about today? Well, I've, I've been giving this some thought for a little while, and I think it's just some... Well, I've, I've written down five essentials, which I think are, are almost like five bases that your customer service people need to be covering on a daily basis. In fact, on a customer by customer basis, right? not just on a daily basis. And I guess we're going to go through these as we usually do, and we're going to reveal these five yeah. essentials. But um, maybe one or two actionable tips as we go along as well. Absolutely, as always. Awesome. Right. Number one, then, what we're going to focus on first. First essential tip. Yeah, do you know what? All, go on. We don't usually put them in order of priority, but I have done this time. All ah, right. 
Yeah, I know, because, as you know, customer service is very close to me. I do love good service, which I think is dying in this country. I really do. So number one, for me, when either training or leading or even being on the end of service is the service handler's personality. Yeah. I think, um, and just very recently, I've had a, a personal example of somebody who was treating me and my um, complaint or problem, I guess, as an investigation and treat me as though I was being investigated, who had the, the personality of a, of a breeze block, had zero humor. Say how it is, Dave. Would take accountability <laughs> for absolutely nothing and wouldn't even agree with me on any kind of points. Now, when I talk about personality, knowledge of the process, knowledge of the business, knowledge of, of what you can do and what you can't do absolutely is one thing. But the ability to deal with a customer in a polite, friendly um, manner, using manners, allowing people to speak, and with a friendly tone, I think is a, it goes a massive way. Yeah. And I think if you have got a great personality i.e. you can deliver um, information in a friendly tone, using manners and being polite and so forth, it will compensate for maybe a lack of knowledge in other areas. And so is it fair to say then, Dave, if you have, let's say, because everybody's different and not all people like to express their personality and engage with people. Some people are chronic introverts who actually their worst nightmare is spending all day on the phone to people trying to smooth things over and, and, and you know, and, 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 and engage in small talk and all the rest of it. Are you saying therefore then if, if, and the, and those type of people exist and so they should, right? Mm -hmm. You know, we've got introverts, extroverts. We've got, yeah. but what you're saying is they shouldn't be in a customer service role then because it's an essential part of it. If you cannot have the ability to relate to other people with a nice tone, a friendly, warm, engaging tone, and you enjoy the dialogue with other human beings and helping and serving other beings, human beings, you shouldn't be in customer service. I, I, I do wholeheartedly agree with that. And that's not nobody's fault. It's no, just, no, no. We're just talking about the right people for the right jobs. Yeah. That's what so, we're talking about. So, so do you still observe there's an awful lot of people who fit the bill I've just described who are still in customer services for whatever reason, i.e. they're in the job, but they're clearly, you know, nowhere near the personality type to be in the job? I think there's a couple of things going on. I think there's definitely, there are definitely some people with the wrong personality type or style. Um to be able to deliver that type of service. And I think there are some people who start off like that and then become beaten up by the job and the role because of the inability to see things from the customer's perspective and maybe carry out some of the other things that I've got for you. So they become very chimp-led, very victimized. And disillusioned. Yeah, dis yeah, absolutely. As we say, disillusioned, don't we? So, so they lose that friendliness. They lose the willingness to help and willingness to solve problems so are we aiming this one more at customer service managers to say truly look at your team as it sits today look at your team and if you have people who fit this bill who have the complete wrong personality type to engage with human beings on an empathetic level to and who enjoy engaging with human beings then you've got to do something about it because mm -hmm. It's causing you uh, so much stress, so much discomfort. It's ruining your brand. Mm -hmm. It's 
you know, it's disengaging customers. And it's nobody's fault. We just might have the wrong person in the wrong role. Absolutely. Or we're not providing the right conditions that has caused the nice, friendly, warm, empathetic person to become beaten up by the role and is no longer nice, warm, and friendly, and empathetic. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, cool. Second essential. Well, I guess this is more of a mechanics thing, so I've got some actionable stuff for you off the back of this as well. So, uh, And I kind of like this little saying that I put together. Don't let a customer with problems become a problem customer. Interesting. Is that just a, a, a neat saying or is the substance behind it? <laughs> <laughs> well, I kind of like it, but but I think it describes... So let me just say that again, Dave. Yeah. Don't let a, don't a, let a customer, customer with problems, with problems become, become a, a problem customer. Right. So what do you mean by that? So immediately, as we've discussed on other podcasts, customer service is not an easy job. We know that because 99.9% of the time, Customers are only contacting you because something has gone wrong. Again, a vast uh, percentage of those customers are potentially emotionally elevated. They're cheesed off with something. Something's gone wrong in their world that has caused them discomfort, pain, or discord, right? We agree with that? Yeah. Absolutely. So it's a hard job. Yeah. And I'm not going to try and dilute that it's not because it absolutely is. So... If you've become disillusioned as a customer service person or as a, or as a service manager, you've got the wrong people in the wrong places. It's very, very easy when a customer comes through on our telephone line, a customer with a problem, that very quickly we can turn them into a problem customer. Yeah, and I see what you mean. Your, your personal situation you stated earlier being the point in case. Oh, absolutely. You sure. was not a problem customer. I was right, somebody with a problem. You was just someone with a problem Correct. looking for help. Absolutely. But now you're turned into a problem customer in the fact that you are fighting back. Mm-hmm. You are now looking to get one over on that organization, potentially, in any way you can. It's just about principle for is me. It, The principles are taking up. The, the right chimp thing. is out. The shield is up, Absolutely right? Absolutely. And then that's only going to serve for... Uh, it becoming even harder to find a resolution because now you're not in the place, no. overly in the place where you're going to accept a resolution. Whereas well, you I was think, initially, right? You I was think my initially. position of resolution is getting more and more firm the further we go down the line of poor service. Whereas if, if, if there would have been some negotiation around my position of resolution, much quicker and much sooner in a much softer and friendly and more empathetic manner, then I absolutely would have moved and negotiated from my position. My position is getting firmer and firmer and firmer because of the way I'm being treated. So you're becoming a problem customer. I, I became a problem customer so the minute was, they allowed me to. So if you was to give a couple of tips on on avoiding this, a couple of big no-nos or, yeah. or a couple of big do's, what would you say? Listen, the very first thing, uh, and, and you know, relating back to what we just talked about in terms of my situation, is acknowledge that there is a problem. As a customer service handler, if we try skating over that there is a problem then all we're going to do is push somebody's buttons. And, and, you, and this is about perspective. Yeah, because you, you you might, as a, as a customer service handler or advisor, you might be actually looking at some facts and your terms and conditions and, and going, no, that isn't a problem, right? But the, the thing you always say is, but there clearly is from my perspective. Correct. So if you fight me on that, you're telling me I'm wrong and my perspective's wrong. 
even if your black and white book and your T's and C's says technically there isn't a problem by the letter of the law, you've still got to acknowledge that in my eyes there is. Correct. That's what you're saying, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And you know what? I I mean, I, I don't like advising people not to be genuine, but there are many ways to get to a resolution. And if we have to help the customer understand, then that's what we've got to do. Yeah. Absolutely. Whether we think there's a problem or not, uh, it's uh, not It's not about us and it's not about our perspective. It's all about the customer's perspective. And we've talked about this on previous hubcasts where, you know, showing the appreciation for the situation, not because of any cause or blame. Yep. So you're still talking about them saying, even if they're by the letter of the law, they've read back the T's and C's, they've checked the system, they've gone over the investigation and yep. they want to say to you, look, Mr. Pendleton, we have done nothing wrong. This is actually the way we 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 go about our business, and our operatives and our organisation has acted in the manner which we expect. Mm-hmm. Even if that's the case, mm-hmm. what you're saying is starting off with, "Look, I totally appreciate how this is making you feel." Yes. Even just that, before they hit you with anything else, will hopefully disarm you somewhat. Well, that's the next you know? point. The next point is empathise. You know, it's not about me; it's about you. Mm. I understand that this is causing you a problem, and I'm sorry for that. Now, if anybody's listening to this hubcast who has listened to the previous customer service hubcasts, you might be thinking, guys, this is all along the same lines, right? This this is, you're saying similar things to what you said in previous hubcasts. Well, yeah, absolutely, because when you boil down customer service, it can be as simple as this, Yeah, absolutely right? can, yeah. We mentioned empathy, on every hubcast, we mention apologizing for the situation they find Absolutely. themselves in, in every hubcast. We talk about it's all about the customer mm-hmm. in every hubcast, right? So if we have to keep banging the drum. So there's a message there. There's right? a message, right? <laughs> absolutely. Anything yeah. else on this, Dave? Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, you, you know, sometimes you've got to get creative because, as you rightly point out, we may have done everything that we can do as a business. But if the customer is still still feeling some kind of pain, we might have to be creative. Mm. So we might have to think outside the box a little bit. We might have to speak to somebody more senior as to what type of resolution is going to fit what the customer needs. Now, listen, what I'm not saying is we can't bend over backwards and go against policy for every single customer. But very few customers will need it. I said something once, Dave, um, when I was delivering a customer service session on this, which is, and, and, and companies and organizations are frightened to death of arming their customer service advisors to yes, say yeah. what I'm about to say, right? But I, I want to I see what your initial reaction is. To get creative and to think about tr- transitioning to a resolution point, assuming you've shown empathy and you've, you've, you've disarmed mm-hmm. the disgruntled customer. So, Mr. Pendleton, just can I ask a question? What do you need to see from me mm. or us? in order to feel like this can be resolved. For me to say that to you, to ask that question, companies are frightened of that because they go, whoa, hang on a second. You can't start asking the customer what they need (laughs) from us in order to resolve. You're getting yourself into all sorts, right? Because we can't do everything. But to me, Dave, it's not the point. The point isn't, can we do what you're about to say? The point is, let me have your say and see what you're... Yeah, because the minute I go... 
Tell me, Mr. Pentland, what do you need to see from us in order to feel like this is resolved? You're going to tell me. Yeah, absolutely. Now, if you're a million miles away from what I can achieve, that is not the point. I just need to know what a resolution looks like in your mind. And what we can actually then do, Dave, is we go, we are here. goes back to your negotiation stuff. We are here. You are there. How can we come together? How can we come together? Correct. So what I'd implore on this one for you around getting creative is to the customer. So, Mr. Pennell, out of interest, mm. what would you need what you to see? For? What do you need to see from us in That's order right. to feel like this is resolved yeah, and be absolutely. quiet? Now, whatever they say, you for the first time, we've got two positions and we can start moving, hopefully, or navigating to a center. Sure. Not even the center spot a mutually mm. beneficial or agreeable mm. spot. Mm. So don't be afraid to say that. And, no, and, and customer service managers, empower your people to say that. Let's hear from the customer's perspective yeah. what a resolution looks like to them. But don't forget it's all in delivery because that could sound like quite an abrupt statement unless it's delivered correctly. Absolutely. Listen, Mr. Penner, I'm really intrigued. I want to help you. Out of interest, what would a resolution look like to you? Correct. Because you will tell me. Absolutely. And then we're motoring. Right, the next one, number three. Okay. Um, for me, customer service is 100% about relationships. And I think everything that we're talking about on this podcast and probably even podcasts previous and probably podcasts future uh, will, will absolutely be about relationships. Um, I think it, it's the prime responsibility of the customer service handler to foster a positive relationship. Yeah. And drive that. Absolutely. And, and, you know, some of the things that we've just talked about in terms of um, the problem customer will go an awful long way. If you do the right things at the right time, show empathy, demonstrate flexibility and so on and so forth, be friendly and polite and so on and so forth, you will foster a much more positive relationship. Uh, and that's why I always like the, the bit you do on the villain, villain victim hero. Yeah. And the villain victim heroes uh, analogy in customer services, you usually get uh, you can usually categorize callers by two types yeah. of customer. Yeah. You, you've either got the victim yeah. or you've got the villain. Yeah. The villain is attacking you. They are aggressive. They are personally affected. Mm -hmm. um, you know, they're stuck in a, a negative response in you. They're sometimes yeah. getting personal with you. Potentially. They are absolutely playing that villain. Mm. Or you'll have the victim, the ones who feel deeply hurt. Yeah. Um, and they are the victim of the whole situation. So they want to spew that out. They want to tell you exactly how yeah. this has made them feel, right? Yeah. So your point on that is no matter who you are dealing with, it is your job to play the hero. Absolutely. I'm going to be the hero to the victim, and I'm going to be the hero mm. to the villain, right? I'm mm. not going to respond. And that way you're driving this personal rapport. You're saying, I want to go first, and I want to make sure that I, you see me as friend, not foe. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I guess just just uh, the, the one point I've got behind that is that uh, is not to make service transactional unless that's what the customer wants. Yeah, so here's an interesting point then, Dave. If you're a raving extrovert like me, and you like, <laughs> yeah, if really? that's the term, really? yeah, <laughs> and and if you like engaging in the small talk and getting to know people personally and and putting a bit of uh, human hu you, the human side mm. into it. You might have a caller who doesn't feel comfortable in doing that. So it's all right trying to go first and be and and, and drive a relationship, but actually you can put some people off by doing that. Yeah, They're thinking, absolutely. listen, stop asking me questions and just solve my problem, mm -hmm. right? right? They're okay. transactional. Yep. 
So what you're saying is if you recognize early early on in the engagement that you're dealing with a transactional customer, then deal with be the transaction with courtesy, be transactional. But Mirror. That's, but that's still fostering a positive relationship. Yes, because it's positive to that particular Correct. person, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. Cool. All right. Number four. Well, four is 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 centric to a whole bunch of different things, which is the quality of the people, having the right people in the right places the quality and level of their training and support, uh, the quality of the feedback, the quality of the measurement and the KPIs and so forth. Uh, and number four is uh, consistency. It's about doing this these things well with every customer every day, not necessarily because you have to, but because you want to and you love to. Mm. Yeah, you can't have too many good days and bad days as a as a customer service handler. If you if you get up in the morning, you're tired. Me and Spencer recorded a podcast recently, Dave, around the three pre-stages of stress. Mm. And what we were saying in that is there are three pre-stages that drive a, stre- a stress response in an individual. So stress can come in many forms. But what we talked about was if you are tired and fatigued, you tend to be less tolerant and react and have yeah. raised stress levels. Sure. If you're hungry, thirsty, or malnutritioned, there's such thing as hangry, mm, right? Yeah. You can you can be short in your responses and have high mm. stress levels. And if you're socially isolated, not just physically but mentally, if you feel isolated mm. from other human beings and have no connections, mm. that's another pre-stress state. But the point I want to make is tying into what you've just said. It has to be habitual and consistent. You can't have a bad morning where you get up and you haven't slept. No. You come into the office, no. you, you, you're in a mood you know, from minute one. The first customer who calls up in the morning, they're getting the shitty end of your mm. personality because absolutely. you're tired, right? Yeah, 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 absolutely. And that's why you're saying it's a hard job. It's about being consistent every time regardless. It's yeah. about forming those habitual patterns of behavior around the process, around the sales cycle, mm-hmm. around, sorry, the service cycle, exactly, yeah. around the first 10 seconds on pickup, yeah. around building rapport, around showing empathy. Yeah. It's habitual. Things, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I mean, compare it to what we do for a job. You know, sometimes sometimes you turn up, you, you know, not feeling uh, on top of the world because of what you've got going on. And sometimes I feel the same. Spencer probably feels the same too. But, you know, the minute we've got to walk into a room full of people and start delivering insight and training, it's game on. Oh, we've got game face. We don't game face. Cannot relate to our energy distribution. We've got to keep the game face for six hours. Exactly. You know, we sometimes I've been on my last legs up there, like you have. Sometimes you're so tired, you feel delirious. Sometimes you've out-talked yourself, right? But you have to maintain that level of performance, which it is, that level of energy and engagement throughout the entire workshop. 100%. And that's why sometimes we go home on an evening and we sit and we crash. Yeah. And don't speak to anybody for an hour. But this is what what (laughs) T2 is all about. And this is what I'd like to think we pride ourselves. You know what? I was was going through stuff with Claire the other day. We've been going four years now, Mm. four and a half years. In those four and a half years, I can honestly say, do you know how many negative remarks or pieces of feedback we've had about anybody delivering any training from this organization in four and a half years? Maybe half a dozen at the most. Two. We've had two customers who have come back. And do you know what? In both cases, it wasn't about the delivery of the consultant at the front. One language. 
One of them was about <laughs> one of them was about foul language. One of them was about yeah. foul language. We know yeah. that because we're yeah, yeah. we're real and raw, yeah. and we get passionate. And the other one was around uh, the the training materials that was provided after we did an accreditation on a product. Oh, okay. the, the guide wasn't just robust enough and in depth yeah. enough for them yeah. to go and have the confidence to do it internally. So it was a, it was around two things that actually wasn't apart from Ooh. the language wasn't overly about Ooh. the way we connected in the room. Now, that is an unbelievable record because we pride ourselves on becoming consistent mm. no matter what the situation in everything mm. we do. And that's what you're saying about customer service people. Absolutely. And you, know why, and you know why we haven't had complaints and why we are good? Because we care and we yeah, love absolutely. what we do. Yeah, absolutely. We love what we do. And that's why if you've got service people who are just earning a wage, it's a stopgap job. Do you know what they do, though, Dave? We've all been there, right? Young people go, I need some money for six to 12 yeah. months before I go traveling. I'll go work go in a call center. I'll yeah, go work absolutely. in a call center. Mm. So they don't even want to be there, right? And we wonder why we don't provide excellence in service. Yeah, absolutely. Very few people set out on a life journey to become a customer service professional. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's a lot. It's, it's one of those things that lots of if, people if, fall into. If you're listening to this and you walk out onto your call center floor in your customer service department now, and you can easily highlight five, six, seven, ten people who are there as a stopgap, mm. who are there to earn a wage, and they don't have the passion to serve, the energy, right? They don't believe mm. in the products or service. They don't, they're not trying to strive for the next career progression opportunity. Then you need to make a change because that every time they pick yeah. up that phone, they are damaging your brand. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right, next one, Dave. Is it final one, fifth and final yeah, one? Yeah, final one, number five, um, which I, I guess ties into exactly what you've just been saying. And I've just I've just entitled this one 100%. Always aim to satisfy all customers 100% of the time. Yeah. Now, you notice the language there is always aim yeah. to satisfy 100% of the customers all the time. As long as when we, we disengage with that customer at the appropriate time, we know that we've done absolutely everything within our power, within our personality, within our systems and process and business to try and resolve the customer's problems, then we're in a good place. Yeah. You know, the football analogy, don't leave anything on the field. Mm. And you can, and that's, I like, I like the position of that because you can only, it's like I, I was having a chat with my daughter last night and she's got, she's, there's the gold the gold, silver, and bronze group at her school. Mm. And she's just had her end-of-year report, and mm. it's an immaculate report. She's a wonderful contributor in the classroom. She makes friends easily. It was really nice for me to mm. read. Yeah. And she's got gold in five subjects, silver in a couple, and bronze in maths, right? Because she struggles with maths. And she was really down about it. She said, Dad, I'm in bronze in maths. And I said, oh, oh, oh listen, it doesn't matter what group you are in, darling. No. Let me ask you one question. Do you try your hardest every single time? She said, yes. I said, that's what matters. Absolutely. And, and you know, we've, we have we parted from our sister company about two years ago, but there's a there's a sister company we first started with, which is mm. a logistics company, mm. Trans2 Logistics. Their slogan is actually, in fact, in terms of a transport, they're a transport company. Their slogan is, we aim to get it right first time, every time. Every time. Now, I like that because I questioned when we first came up with that. And it was like, well, no. Is that viable? Is that viable? Should yeah, we, yeah, shouldn't yeah. we be saying we will get it right first time every time? And they were like, no, no, no. Crap happens, mm, right? We can't always get it right first time every time. But what we can control is that we can aim Absolutely. to get to getting it right first time every time. Mm -hmm. So I like what you're saying there. And that's what customer service organizations and agents and advisors and managers should strive for. Aiming yeah. to get it right and give 100% to resolving things first time every time not certainly every time 
Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. yeah, maybe not first time in customer yeah. service because, <laughs> as you know, some things are out of your control, yeah, right? absolutely. Sometimes a bit more to it than that, sure. Yeah, and I think the aim is a very – it's a very um, – poignant word it's a very important word in that sentence yeah because as you as you rightly say sometimes we can do absolutely everything we can do and it still doesn't quite work out because of whatever reason dissatisfaction from the customer usually i guess but when i say 100 percent best it's got to be the right best mm. not just what you think is the right best mm. all the things we talked about in, in other podcasts and we talk about in this podcast and many more podcasts to come i'm sure has got to be part of the best, your best. Yeah. Right, with a minute or so to go, Dave, just round up and, and summarise those five points that we've just talked about. Personality is absolutely key. And if you've got the right personality, friendly, warm, displaying empathy, well-mannered and polite and so forth, it will compensate for a lack of other things when it comes to, to getting positive um, relationships with customers. Number two. Um, number two. Don't let a customer with a problem become a problem customer. It's in your hands, all in your hands. Love that one. Number three. Build relationships, positive relationships. Build them, foster them, nurture them. Doesn't always have to be uh, small talk and building no, personal. You have if, to be friends with if everyone. If it's a transactional caller, make it a transactional response. Correct. Consistency is the key to all of this stuff. Yeah. Just doing things really, really well with every single customer. Never assume what you are going to hear when you pick up the phone. Take every single customer by their own merit. Treat the problem as if you, as though you've never heard it before. Love that. Um, and five, always aim to be 100% with every single customer you ever deal with. Dave, love it. I know we bang on like a drum about some of the same things, but this is as simple as customer services. It's a people-oriented transaction. Absolutely. And you've got to morph and mirror um, depending on who it is. But you have got to have that genuine will and want to resolve issues, to help and assist customers, to drive a satisfactory outcome and get fulfillment from it as a result. Absolutely. And if you do, yeah. most of them things will come naturally. Absolutely. And with 30 seconds left, customer service managers or people, business owners or wherever it might be, look out on your floor today. Mm -hmm. If you have people who are there as a stopgap or not adhering to the things we've talked about, every single call they pick up is damaging your brand. Don't Ma allow it. Make a Do change. Not allow it. Make a bloody change. Yeah. Dave Pendleton, as always, thank you very much. And Pleasure. We'll be, we'll be back with another T2 Hubcast.